The opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host or guest. Please consult with a medical professional before starting any supplement, medication, or fitness program. This is the Body Evolution Project with your host, Ross Raymond. And welcome to a new episode. Thanks to everyone who's been downloading and subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. The support has been truly overwhelming. Now, this week, I have a friend of mine coming on. He started off as one of my original trainers back in 2018, and one of the people who really pushed me to explore the things that I enjoyed the gym, like deadlifts and heavy lifting. He no longer is a trainer, but a self-described fitness aficionado. Ryan Johnson, thanks so much for coming on the show. Let's start by talking a bit about how you came to make fitness such a big part of your life. Um, So I'll start at the very beginning. So I'm 25 years old now. Uh, when I was growing up, I was always into sports. I played a lot of hockey, soccer, things like that. Um, never, ever was interested in the gym or working out, anything like that. Um, I was always a smaller kid. I was I graduated with at like 125 pounds at 5'10", so I was a very small guy. Um, a friend of mine one day just showed up in my room about 19 years old and said, let's start going to the gym. And I said, okay, let's do it. And at that point, it kind of... We started going, we were consistent, started seeing results, kind of turned both of our lives around with confidence. It was it was wonderful. Our whole lives changed, so I decided, hey, maybe I want to do this. Maybe I want to help other people do this. And so I signed up for some school in Calgary. So I went to school in Calgary for about five months. It was a $6,800 program, I believe. And then I came back, I got certified at the college here, And I started out with fitness on the go. So I had two clients that I got over about a month and a half. And I actually went into their homes here in Lethbridge and trained them at their homes. So that was with very minimal equipment. It was a lot of high energy, just there getting them them moving. It was a good time. And then from there, Peter hired me at ModBody here in Lethbridge, ModBody Training. And I was there for about two years. That's where I met you, about a year and a half into my time there. And that's where I really fell in love with training and changing people's lives. And just, it really made me feel like I was making a difference in the world. Well, and see, that's really cool because at the same time, you know, people come to these programs looking to make changes. They've got to be willing to put in the work, but they need that guidance. When I went there, it was post my injury. And my big thing was I wanted to be able to get back to being healthy, get my body back to the rest of the level. We had done what we could on my calf, but I also was advised by my physiotherapist that I needed to have some guidance from somebody who could make sure I didn't hurt myself again, because the rest of the body had been kind of neglected. How difficult is it to train for larger groups as opposed to training individuals where you can, you know, really focus on what they need and their abilities? Um, well, there we had the larger groups were about 12 people. It what didn't happen all the time, but sometimes there's up to 12 people in the room. Um, I would always really focus on the ones like you had those injuries. I knew the ones who had injuries, the ones who could potentially hurt themselves, the ones who had really good form. I could spend a little bit less time watching as they do it. And every time I made the programs there, 
I always kept in mind progressions and regressions. So if somebody didn't have that athletic ability, I could regress the exercise pretty quickly because I had it in my mind and make it a little bit easier for them, but still have them get something out of it. And then the ones with injuries, obviously, there was a fair amount of you guys that <laughs> had some sort of injuries, life, life gets you. Um, I usually had those in the back of my mind before the group even started, and I would make sure you guys weren't hurting yourselves that way. Well, and see, I think that's where, I mean, it's great right now. People are really stuck, right? They're inside. The gyms are closed. Hopefully that'll be changing in the near future, but it's not going to be the same as it was before. Given the pandemic situation we're dealing with right now, obviously things are not going to be back to what we called normal before until there's a vaccine, but there's so many online training available, whether it be free or paid, but it's generic. It's not made for you. So how do you tweak? Like when you were working with people individually, how did you tweak those programs for them? Whether it be for injury, age, all these different uh, factors obviously have to play a role. Yeah. So I'll start with a few things here. Um, so number one, I, I see the biggest reason somebody goes to the gym and pays, let's be honest, a trainer isn't cheap, pays a pretty big sum of money for a trainer is that they don't actually want to do a lot of training. They they need someone to keep them accountable. They need someone to make sure that they're actually working there. So when they come to the gym, I can keep an eye on them. And if they're not enjoying it, they're probably not going to come back. So I'm not going to have somebody who absolutely hates doing deadlifts doing deadlifts. Obviously, deadlifts are amazing and one of the best exercises for you. But I'm not going to make them do it if they don't like to do it. It has nothing to do with their goals. So one of the biggest things is making sure that the, the client loves what they're doing. So I encourage everybody to try tons of different things take what you like out of a bunch of different things do the research see if it actually pertains to your goals the internet's a wonderful place now you can find all kinds of information out there just gotta search through all the bull crap that's there and find something that you enjoy doing biggest thing is just moving right now if you're sitting in your house doing nothing you're you're gonna probably pack on some weight just just getting out there and moving doing something that's pretty cool. Now, your training you did uh, at the college here, that would have been uh, the certification as a personal trainer. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I just wrote the test there. People here, certified trainer. What does that really entail? Is that more the physical movement, the body? Is it nutrition? Because I, you know, some people seem to really focus on nutrition. Other people, it's just about what you're doing in the gym. And I think that's just a personal preference in some cases also. Um, yeah, so with the personal training certificates, as far as I know, I know mine doesn't, I think all of them, none of them actually have an in-depth nutrition. A lot of them have the basic one. I know the one that I did with ACE, it was all the Canada Food Guide, which is for the most part bullcrap, so I don't follow that really at all. Um, I know professionally with just the personal training certification, you are not actually able to make meal plans for people. You need to get a nutrition, a nutritional certification for that. That's really interesting because, yeah, I mean, uh, there's lots of, again, you go on the internet, there's all these different diets and plans and different things, and it can be overwhelming. And you know what? It's interesting to hear that, you know, as a personal trainer, you aren't actually allowed to do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, even when I was working with you at ModBuddy, you'd come in, I know the gym, Peter, he, he's actually able to make some meal plans, him and Kim. Um, you would come in with your meal plan. You'd show me what you're eating. 
I wouldn't change it up for you. I would make suggestions. I would say, oh, this looks good. Maybe we could tweak this a little bit. I could never actually do anything to completely change your meal plan and tell you what to do. Well, and I mean, at the end of the day, you can have a trainer who is certified and is able to do those things. Unless you're ready and willing to make those changes, nobody can do it for you. You got to be willing to put in the work. And I'm sure as a trainer, that's going to be really frustrating when you're putting all that energy in and somebody is just going through the motions and not putting in the work. They're, they're there, but they're not really there. Exactly. And that's, that's an excellent point. Um, even when this pandemic hit here in Alberta about a month and a half, two months ago, I had multiple people reach out to me to make them a workout program at home. And I turned them all down. I gave them resources. I told them, hey, check this out go here, look up this, find something that you like doing there. Because if I just, if I spend a half an hour, 45 minutes making them a program and are they really going to do it? Probably not because I know it's good for them. But if they don't like it, they're probably not going to do it. It's happened many times before. They need to put in the work, show the interest, and that's how they're going to get somewhere. Ultimately, if you're not ready, nothing's going to change. You can talk the talk, but if you ain't willing to walk the walk, nothing is going to change. And I mean, you don't want to waste your time either. And I mean, there's obviously a fair amount of work that goes into trying to create a plan for somebody. You know, one of the questions I had poised to me when I said, okay, I'm going to start doing this podcast. What are some of the things people really want to hear about? One of the questions I had was, what about for those people who are a little bit older, who are scared to start where they're like, well, it's too late for me. I mean, in those group settings, we had people everywhere from you know 16 years on and up do you tweak your programs specifically for age or is it more just personal limitation because obviously age is just a number two some people are capable of different things regardless of age yeah exactly we at mod body there we had a 60 plus year old woman who could mop the floor with almost anybody else in that gym at that time while i was there but yeah with age um for the most part if you're if you haven't exercised for most of your life and you get higher up there in the age, you're going to want to stay away from high impact exercises, not as much jumping around, more just moving, getting the muscles stimulated, getting the heart rate up a little bit. Um, when I make the programs, like I said earlier, I kind of keep in, keep in mind the progressions where I can make things harder and regressions where I can make things a little bit easier for those who are maybe a little bit older, maybe a little bit more weight on them where they can't quite get the mobility for some of the exercises. I, ha I have an idea in my head on how I can regress that. And all of that information is pretty much on the internet. Um, I did a lot of my research online, different YouTube channels, different articles, just finding different regressions and progressions to still get the same benefits out of almost every exercise. Absolutely. There. Now, one thing I will say is because I, I tried to do my research online too, and I, I try to research anything, whether it be supplements, workout plans, um, different things. Heck, uh, you know, I had signed up, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, it's been canceled. But, you know, I had signed up for a powerlifting meet and tried to see the perspective of people who had been there before who, you know, there's all these videos on YouTube, you know, what to do for your first powerlifting meet and try to take pieces that I liked that I thought would work for me. However, it can almost be more confusing than anything else if you don't have some information to start with. So if somebody is in their home right now and they're wanting to get physical, they're wanting to get active, but obviously don't want to hurt themselves because we've all seen the uh, at-home work mess-ups and the injuries that can occur there too. If somebody doesn't have 
a ton of equipment and wants to start doing something, what would you suggest? What would be a good resource for them to check out? Um, so I actually have a few down that I wrote down before this to prepare for this. Um, so some big ones that I use. This is for more advanced. So some more advanced. I've got into a little bit more of the calisthenics because it doesn't require quite as much equipment at home and can still get a pretty good workout. Um, Austin Dunham on YouTube and Chris Heria on YouTube. They both do some pretty pretty intense workouts there. They can they regress it a little bit, but it's still pretty tough for the average person. Um, and then some more beginner information out there. Um, I'll start with some some workout YouTube channels that are pretty good. Pamela Reef and Bully Juice. They both do follow along workouts for like 20 to 30 minutes where you can just follow along. It's basic getting your body moving, getting a little bit of a sweat, getting your heart rate up. Really, really good. And if you want some more of that information, the science behind everything, Athlean X is really, really good for understanding your body, understanding moving um how your body works he's really really good at explaining that and jeff nippard he gets into the nitty-gritty of all the science if you really want to get deep into it on what works what doesn't work why something works those are two really good youtube channels that are really really good i use youtube a ton for my for my exercise and it's just a great resource for everybody absolutely i've uh followed uh athlete x uh jeff cavalier uh it's don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but he's got some very cool stuff on there. The other one I'm going to have to check out also, because I always like to know the why behind things. And for those of us who are stuck at home and trying to get moving and whatnot, I mean, I guess a lot of it at this point, unless you have equipment, is going to be body weight. At the same time, if you've been sitting on your butt for the last few weeks, I think it's also very important for people to not just push through and keep working out. You got to listen to your body. I know this was something that I had people come to me and say, oh, you know, you got to take a break. I see you here every day kind of thing. But of course, they don't always understand that I'm not doing everything every single day. But it is important to rest, too. Yeah, rest is very, very important. And you got to find that fine line in between being consistent and giving your body that rest that it needs to recover from each exercise. And if you are just starting out, even if you feel good on those first couple workouts, don't push hard because the next day, the day after that, you're not going to be able to move at all. And then that's going to deter you from being consistent and working out again. So always start out light, even lighter than you think you should, and just be consistent and take the day off every two to three days to let your body recover. It'll be really, really beneficial for you. Now, a quick question for you. As a trainer, it's got to be tough when you get somebody brand new coming in who thinks they know what they're doing, but they're there anyways. When you start with somebody new, do you try to tone them down or just let them go and see what, they, what they're capable of? Because I can see it working both ways. If somebody comes in and wants to seem like they know what they're doing, it's easy to hurt yourself and just go harder than you should. Or you get people who say, oh, I don't know anything, and they absolutely have the knowledge. They just want to be guided. Yeah, so when they first come in, I will, I'll ask them how much they think they can do. I'll ask them if they've done it before. I will usually let them start out really light. I'll watch their form. If their form seems really good and I can't see anything I can improve on that, I will let them keep going. Um, if I start to see that form break down, I will let them know, like, your form's breaking down. You've got to... You gotta, 
lay off a little bit, you'll get much more out of it. If they're going to argue with me, if they're going to fight it and say, no, I can do this, um, as long as they're not going to, say, break their back on a deadlift, I will let them fight through it a little bit. And, I mean, at the end of the day, they're paying the money to come in there. I'm giving them my opinion. If they're not going to like it, that's on them. Um, if, if they were to keep arguing... I'd have to talk to them and tell them like, hey, maybe this isn't for you. I'm here to guide you if you want my if you want my opinion. That's what it's here for. I'm not here to watch you do what you want to do in the gym. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, you again, you can't do the work for them and you can't stop them. So, I mean, I, I was just curious about that because, of course, I, you know, seeing many people come and go, especially every January at the gym, you see that influx of people who it's their resolution and then they disappear slowly over the next three, four months. But it's neat to see people of both ends of the spectrum, those who are experienced, who are coming back, and those who are just willing to try anything, but are really excited to see what they are capable of too. You just don't want to push too far too fast, I think. Yeah, for sure. And there's even sometimes where I get a little bit too excited and push them pretty hard. And sometimes I have to take a day or two off. But I mean, they're there to have fun as long as I can make sure they're not going to hurt themselves. They're not going to go overboard and, and risking two to three weeks off at the gym. Then sometimes you can push hard and have a little fun and do one rep maxes like we did a couple times in the gym. Absolutely. And I mean, at the same time, something that I found that works for me, I mean, we've all seen the same person who's at the gym seven days a week. Some people that's, that's what they do for me. I've found, I try to do, a rest day, whether that be still doing something physical, but not lifting heavy out of every four days, I try to make sure there's at least one day of rest or at least still some movement, but not lifting necessarily, maybe yoga or maybe just, uh, some cardio, that kind of thing. That's what's worked for me anyways. Yeah. Those active rest days are, they're amazing if you can go to the gym three four times a week and then on those other three days you don't have to sit and do nothing do some active rest days go rock climbing go swimming go for a walk go for a bike ride it's super beneficial it'll get the blood moving it'll really help with recovery as well absolutely and i mean we all have lives right now they're a little different than normal in fact i've got more time than i usually do i was saying to somebody yesterday i didn't take this much time off to get married but I've been home for over a month now and yeah, it's, it's weird, but at the same time, I feel confident that I haven't regressed. I haven't been able to do the lifts that I normally enjoy doing. Um, but you know, I've still been active. I don't feel like I'm losing strength. What kind of uh, stuff are you doing at home right now to keep active? Cause obviously again, even as a trainer, you don't have access to a gym, which can be really frustrating for somebody who has lived much of their life there for the last few years. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, It's been very, very tough. I very much so prefer the gym over anything else. Even if I could build my own home gym, I would not do it. I would not like it. I like that gym atmosphere. Um, right now, I've started getting into more of that calisthenic stuff, like I said earlier. it's. I, I still don't think it's my cup of tea, but it keeps me moving. It keeps me exercising. and I'm trying new things every week, seeing what I do enjoy, what I don't enjoy, learning a ton about it. So even if I don't enjoy doing it myself in the future. I could help someone else do it because I'll have that knowledge behind me and I've tried it. Um, other than that, I've I've been going for walks, just getting outside, getting the fresh air, going for walks, going for runs. There's a lot of great resources out there for running if you want to get into that from as a beginner. Things like that. It's just you got to get moving. And at this point, almost anything 
and is an excuse to get out of the house. Obviously, we still want to maintain our distance and uh, safety, but I tell you, I saw a meme the other day and it compared us to dogs. It said, now we get it. You know, you nap around the house and you get excited for uh, car rides. It's it's gotten to that point for me at this point anyways. Yeah, pretty much. I would. I, I actually work in mental health now and I'm seeing a lot of people's mental health deteriorating as this goes on. Oh, I don't doubt it. I mean, just, uh, you know, we're creatures of habit. We have our routines and, uh, you know, it's, it's what keeps us uh, on track and it's so easy to get off of that, especially health and fitness, right? All of a sudden you don't have that there. I mean, it's great to be able to get out and physically do something. And now that the weather's getting a little warmer, I think that'll help too. Because let's be honest, who wants to go walk when it's minus 20 or below? Yeah, for sure. The, the weather's helping amazingly. And yeah, you mentioned the routine. The routine is huge. Even if you're not going anywhere, doing anything, if you get up, you shower, you make yourself look good, you're going to feel good for the rest of the day as well. Um, and one of the biggest things is that we don't feel any accomplishment throughout the day right now. So if you can like get a little checklist going and as you throughout the day, just checking things off every so often, it really makes you feel accomplished and will really, really help with your mental health throughout the day. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing your perspective and experience. And, uh, you know, is there any goals you're personally working towards right now as far as, uh, health and fitness, or are you just trying to make it through the day? Like so many of us, <laughs> Uh, I actually do. I am working on some goals right now. So right before the pandemic hit, I was I was bulking for the most of the winter. I got up to 185 pounds, which was the heaviest I've ever been. I had I had quite a bit of excess weight on my body. And so about two weeks before the pandemic really hit us, I was cutting and the pandemic hit us. So I've been continually cutting. It's been really hard sitting at home all day, trying to snack, still moving. But actually this morning, I just got under 170 for the first time again. So I've I've been continuing to fight the cut, and I'm I'm trying tons of new recipes, tons of new food items. Just to, I have so much time on my hands trying not to eat, and so that's that's kind of what I'm working towards right now. That's awesome, and yeah, you know what? I've been trying some new recipes and food options too. Even made uh, protein balls the other day. I'll, I'll be honest; they kind of looked like uh, rabbit food when I was making them, but. Uh, they didn't last. The kids ended up eating half of them uh, because I guess uh, the uh, chocolate chips and score bits that were in there uh, masked all the protein and uh, protein powder. And go figure, kids who won't eat almond butter. Oh, yeah, almond butter based protein balls. They were all over. So, you know, I guess if you can make it something that they don't know what's in there, you put enough stuff in there. It could be healthy. They might still eat it. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of lots and lots of healthy recipes out there that are actually really good. You just got to find them and put the time in to make them. And make sure they work for you because, of course, we all have our own tastes and preferences. Just because it works for somebody else doesn't mean it'll work for you, whether we're talking food or fitness. Yeah, exactly. I know you're really big into the powerlifting right now, and I know you have quite the sweet tooth. So I know we, we kind of differ on those a little bit where I'm more into the hypertrophy training right now, and I'm not so much into that sweet stuff. But we we still have our preferences, and not everything's going to work for everyone. Absolutely. And with me being uh, stuck in quarantine here, uh, I've certainly cut back my calories. I'm still doing my uh, workouts as much as I can and mixing them up. But I tell you, yeah, it's it's not to the point where I was. If I was doing the full-on training that I was just started before the pandemic hit and, of course, the gyms closed, man, I, I'd be eating an extra 1,000 calories plus for sure. Yeah, you got to... 
you got to change things up for the situation we are in for sure. Well, thank you again for coming on the show and uh, hopefully we can talk to you again down the road. Stay safe and uh, try not to go uh, too crazy being stuck inside. Thank you very much for the podcast and I will definitely do that. And that's it for this week. I've got a really cool interview lined up next week. If you're like me and you've seen hockey players sitting on the bench, sniffing smelling salts, getting themselves all jacked up and ready for their next shift, but never really understood the benefit or how they work, you won't want to miss it. In the meantime, stay safe, and we'll catch you next time on the Body Evolution Project. If you have comments or questions about the show, please check out the Facebook page. Just search for The Body Evolution Project or go to rossraymond.com. There you can find the latest info on our episodes, contact us, and more. This has been a Raymond Digital Production.